0: Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have 1.8 billion more dollars for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by BW plumbing, heating, cooling, and drains, and get your business certified local at IndianaOriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we will get the story of how Pat Sullivan started Sullivan Hardware and Garden and Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. And we'll talk about these lifestyle stores and how he can have four businesses that are all completely different. We'll go over the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters.
1: You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. I'm going back
0: to Pat Sullivan, Sullivan Hardware and Garden, Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters.
1: Mel, thank you very much for having me in.
0: It is great to have you I on the other side of the microphone. Lunch. No, there's no lunch today. COVID. We'll blame COVID. Okay. I'm trying to think back of when we first met, which is probably, oh, well, it's got to be over a decade. Oh, by uh, now. oh, definitely. And so much has changed at your stores since we first met.
1: Yeah, it really has.
0: So when we first met, you had the three locations 49th and Penn, 71st and Keystone, yep. and in Cicero. Yes. Now you have a fourth location. But you
1: know what? And along the way, the way things go, we, we had a store in Brownsburg at one time, and we also had a store at 71st and Binford at one time.
0: I did not know that. Yeah,
1: well, it's a little secret.
0: Have you always wanted to be in the hardware business?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up in the hardware business. My father started our store in 1954. And so, I mean, that's what I've always done. I mean, I was, uh, and I purchased the, uh, the original location. My father opened a store down, downtown on uh, East Washington Street. And then in 1963, that was in 54, 1963, he moved around the corner to 71st and Keystone.
0: Was there ever a time that you didn't want to take over the business? No. Always going
1: to be? Always was going to be. I uh, wasn't a smart child, no. <laughs> no? No.
0: This was it? This was your opportunity? This
1: was it. We moved up to 71st and Keystone when Keystone dead-ended at 96th Street. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: Big visions back yeah. then. Yeah. yeah we for sold
1: sure. uh you know, my first job was, uh, was uh, sorting nightcrawler worms because we would buy worms and 500 to a box. And then I, my job was we had these Chinese uh, takeout things and you put a little moss in there and you'd count the worms, one dozen, two dozen, three dozen. To this day, I don't get Chinese takeout. <laughs> True story.
0: Are you still sorting worms or are you doing other things these days? I
1: am doing other things.
0: What is the big vision now?
1: Uh, you know what the the way the here's kind of where we were. So in the uh, you know you know we were we were a good solid hardware store, and then we started opening up some smaller other stores. In '92, we opened up a store on on Binford, and then uh, we opened a store 49th and Penn, and then so we had these. You know, I had the vision of these stores coming along. Well, then along comes box stores. Now, there was big stores. You're too young to remember a store named uh, Central Hardware. But it was really a small regional chain. Well, then the, the big guys came. So, you know, the Home Depot, the Lowe's was here first, Home Depot. And, you know, you started to see the, the writing. It was, it was harder to be a pure hardware store. It's almost like, you know, and I felt that we needed to be known for something. So in uh, the early, uh, so when was it two thousand two? You know, right right around the turn of the uh, once we survived Y two K, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, I started thinking I could just feel something that was different. Now our, our seasonal business was really strong, and that was kind of carrying us. But it was we had, had we had a Lowe's just down the street from our Keystone location. We had another Lowe's over in, on Shadeland that was close to our, our Binford location, and so I, I started having these ideas of what could we do better than them what if we could pick a few things and that's kind of how we designed and that's how so when we decided to build this this big store big for us at uh 71st and keystone that's why we closed the benford store because it was just within three miles Mm -hmm. we had two stores within three miles That wasn't very smart was it but it worked for a number of years but when we built this big store, we knew it would overshadow that, so we went ahead and closed that store at that time. But we wanted to be the very best at mid-priced patio furniture, and of course, we wanted to be a good basic hardware store. We wanted to uh, to be a leader in green goods, which we already did. We had a nice selection of uh, you know hanging baskets and all the bedding plants and perennials and stuff like that. We wanted to uh, be a leader in fireplaces, and uh, then in grills and barbecue.
0: So you picked out kind of these lifestyle elements, not just the hardware store. Right. I would tell you
1: that don't come looking for a power tool at our store. That's just not what we do. You know, do we have a kitchen faucet? Yeah, we have a few kitchen faucets. But if you want to see 600 feet of them, go to a box store. Right. So we decided that's what we wanted to do. And of those five things that we targeted, we only failed at fireplaces. Eh, It just didn't work. Why do you think that was? You know, I don't know. We had this great working display. We had, maybe it was because it made the store too hot. We had nine working fireplaces. When you had them on, there was like an (laughs) inferno in there. Yeah. So um, I don't know why. And I guess really now when I think about it, when was the last time I had my gas logs changed at home? You just get them and you don't really.
0: Yeah, it's not really our version of yeah. capitalism anymore. Did I mention Christmas trees?
1: I didn't. That was one of the things, artificial Christmas trees.
0: We haven't gotten there yet. I have lots of questions about Christmas yeah, for you. Yeah, one of these
1: things. So is that six things, or did I count wrong? I may have counted
0: wrong. You know, I wasn't counting either, so I'm not worried about I okay. have other people who count for I'm me. I'm concerned. I don't know about you, but I have concerned. other people who count for me. Yeah. How uh, old were you when you took over the stores?
1: 29.
0: 29. Did you feel ready?
1: Yes, I had been running the store. Remember, I went to college. Uh, I went to IU, uh just for four days, Uh, the best four days of my life, I can tell you that. (laughs) Actually, I was down there. It was four days of class. Actually, you know, quite honestly, I used to say, because you always try to make yourself a little bigger than you are, I used to tell people I went to college for two weeks. Oh. And then when I really thought about it, it was just a week. And then, you know what, I had a cousin who was with me at IU at the time, and he called me and he said, because it it was printed in a magazine article, that I that story mm-hmm. he goes you idiot he goes Grandpa Hughes died that week you only went to school for three days because we had to go home for the yeah, funeral I had to go home and I thought my gosh he's right I only went for three days so once I got college out of the way and again it was the best week of my life uh you know I I got I was so I was eight I just turned I was young for my class so I had just turned 18 and uh got back to work you know so I had already been kind of managing the store somewhat in high school and uh, i bought a house when i was 18 started uh had a rental i don't i don't know
0: were you just, always kind of a, a rule breaker you know entrepreneurs not, we I go am, by rule you know we're I, called rule breakers
1: yes i am a uh ask for forgiveness person because this city wouldn't be what it is if people because you know there's generally there's somebody always willing to i mean the default setting of government so much is no. So sometimes you just have to do workarounds. And so I always appreciate if I run into a utility, I had a good experience with IPL, and their default setting was yes, how can we make this work for you? And I appreciate that because most times the default setting is no, so then I just ask for forgiveness. I go, ah, sorry.
0: Is that a Catholic thing? Because I do the same thing.
1: Maybe a little bit.
0: I think maybe we're raised that way. Yeah, and
1: I just go through the drive-through confessional. Do you have a drive-through at your church? No.
0: We used to. Oh,
1: yeah. Just to drive yeah. through. It's like a... It's, I mean,
0: especially with COVID it's, now. It's, uh, Everything's It's just set through. up
1: like a, a fast food thing. There's about 12 and You just yeah, order just them up. Yeah, just go through them. Yeah. Say your Sometimes if it's bad enough, they make you pull into the space out front. And you don't get your order <laughs> right there at the window. They go, like, hey, you need to pull up. Uh, this might uh, take an extra. Father's going to be out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: we're going to so. have to pull out the big guns for yep. this one. When you were 29, you yes. took over the stores. Right. What was the reaction from the staff or the people around you were they okay well, you with know it or
1: yeah was... because i was already running the stores my uh my father was uh i still remember i was mixing a can of paint and he came by he goes hey i'm gonna retire at the end of the year and you're gonna buy it it's like all right i don't have any money he goes all right we'll work it out and uh but i didn't really think he would retire he was 67 and i thought yeah dad you're gonna retire sure and he oh by gosh he did he did retire
0: and he completely trusted you
1: yeah he must have but good. you know he always thought that the last check that I gave him would be the last one he ever got he and i I, I never missed a payment <laughs> and but yet he was always convinced that ah, I'm glad I got this one because I know you won't make another one so um, yeah, but he you know he and he didn't come back to work until my mom was sick with Alzheimer's and he needed to you know once she had to go to a uh, memory care unit, and then he was a little lonely so. He came back to work when he was, uh, I guess, about eighty-two or so. Yeah. Came back to work, picked right up. Fired. I remember he, uh, there's, you know, the sale. He never liked a salesman that came in and took their own order mm-hmm. because he always said, "Ah, oh, they're loading me up. They're loading me up." And so uh, my dad didn't walk very well, so we got him a scooter. And he came back that first day, and there was a sales guy came up. He goes, "Hey, there was an an old man in a cart that told me that not to take an order." Is that what you want? I said, that's what he said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what he said. He still had some cloud around that's here. Right. Were you married at the time when you took the stores over? Oh, yeah.
1: I got married. I tw- uh, just turned 21.
0: And so, uh, I mean, I've had the privilege of meeting your wife. She's Beth. absolutely lovely.
1: Yeah.
0: What, what kind of support has she given you along the way? Because we're going to talk about some of your she crazy is, ideas yeah, she, that you, you know you've actually accomplished and pulled off really, really well, by the way.
1: Beth is uh she how hmm, I don't know. I don't know why she's still I sometimes I wish I wish you'd find a boyfriend.
0: <laughs> I feel so sorry for
1: you. Somebody that no, she is she's just wonderful. She's laid back. We had five kids, she was a stay at home mom, so she had her hands full. Um but yeah, a matter of fact I can remember in one of the older stores we were ripping out the ceiling and we were we were painting it. We were dry fogging the ceiling. And she called and she was in labor. And it's like, you know, I was covered in paint. You know, it was just. So, yeah. So it was. Uh, I don't know. The <laughs> I smile don't, on your I face don't know right what, now. I I don't wish know. I
0: had a camera. I don't know. What so you to could say. see the smile. Because I mean, he's beaming ear to ear. He knows how good he has I it. I do.
1: I do. Because most. I. We're going to be married 40 years. And I, uh, for the life of me, I just think, wow.
0: What is her reaction when. You tell her your latest idea?
1: Um, she's kind of used to it now. Okay. So she, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know how to describe that. She's a wonderful person.
0: Well, and she's still in the store, right? Yeah. You see her? Yeah. She's yeah, in, she the in the Yellow House.
1: She works in the Yellow House. Yep. And she's, and she's always says there. She, says she doesn't like it, but she loves it. And uh, people come in and go, Are you Pat's wife? She goes, Yes, I am. She goes, He's so funny. And she goes, yeah, he's really funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are fun. I'm going to say that. I'll, we'll talk about the funny part. You are funny, too. But you're, you're just really fun. And you yeah. talk about these stores being lifestyle stores. And you've yeah. really taken them to a place that, I mean, I don't even think you could call it a hardware store no anymore. And Christmas is a big, big, big part of that. Big part. Turkey Fest, Slaw Fest. I mean, we could go on and on and on with the events. You yeah. now have a restaurant yes. inside your 71st and Keystone store. Correct. Where does that inspiration come from?
1: Well, here's the thing. So here's what happened. So let's go back to 2004 when I felt like, you know, we needed to be the best at four or five things or six or whatever it is. And it's because we were competing against the box store and that worked very well for us and we moved down the road. Well, you know what? Here comes the internet. And so now, now we're, we're trying to think ahead and trying to think, well, is this internet thing going to make it? Uh, evidently it is. Do you, I'm, I'm not sure. I've heard of it. Yeah. So, but anyways, so I'm thinking, well, how do we, how do we entertain? How do we, so when I try to come up with an idea, I always think, will people get out of their pajamas and get dressed for this. And that's kind of the metric I use because that's truly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get people to come play, to come in our store, to, 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 because it's it's part of something. Yeah, yeah. You can buy that. Hell, you can even buy plants online. But but there's part of of coming in and, and feeling good. If you you know, some of the best comments I see on social media would be, "I come to your store if I'm having a bad day, just to walk around. That makes me feel good." So you know. So it's and trying to reach the 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 kids, the the youngsters. Uh, last night, as a matter of fact. I was walking by the restaurant, and I look in and there's a a young man and his friend, they're in their 20s. He's got a a bag of uh, uh, a can of spackle. He has paint chips, and he's sitting at a table in the restaurant. He has a beer, and they've ordered a brisket sandwiches. That's the perfect thing.
0: It's all about the experience.
1: Yeah, so you're creating an experience because you have to. If the modern, to me, You've got to be known for something and you have to find a way to entertain. It doesn't have to be like a circus every day, but just having something that people want to come and hang out because, you know, they can go on this inner way of playing WWW and get pretty much darn near anything, you know. So,
0: Coming up, the challenges and successes Pat Sullivan has had along the way and what he wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is made possible by our sponsors, Indiana Originals and McFarling Foods. Pat Sullivan, all your locations are Indiana Originals.
1: Yes, that means so, yeah. they
0: are Indiana-owned and operated, That's headquartered correct. here. That's right, and not part of an out-of-state chain. Which That's is correct. Really important because independent businesses truly matter. Yep.
1: We even have a local bank, so we're practically owned by the bank. You know,
0: there you go. Yep. That's how we keep it local. local. It's all about local. If you want to support local businesses, we make it super easy for you. Download the app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, or search indianoriginals.com for different businesses of all different industries. Because we want you to know that it's easy to support local if you know where to look. And McFarling Foods is also an Indiana Originals member. They are Central Indiana's trusted food service distributor. They have chicken nuggets. They have they? everything. Do they? They do. And they have a lot of fresh food. They have the best cheese ever. I've had lots of samples of what McFarlane Foods gives because I eat out a lot, right? It could be fine dining. It could be a deli. It could be a tavern, a pub. It could be a food box. So right? you Going may be pantry. enjoying
1: McFarland Foods all the time in your daily life and not even know it.
0: And not even know it. Yeah. That's how special they are. Because they want to make sure that you have quality food, that you're having a quality experience. And one of the things they do as well is they also consult with their restaurant partners. So they help them make sure that they are saving money, that they are not wasting food, and that they are giving their customers a great experience. So you can learn more about McFarling Foods at McFarling.com. We've been chatting with Pat Sullivan of Sullivan Hardware and Garden and Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. Started doing the business basically you know in diapers right he was raised in it took over the stores when you were 29 yep and you're still taking them over now you have um some kiddos in succession
1: yeah we have uh our daughter uh becky who was the uh food director at uh decatur township schools so we lured her away as our general manager our son andrew our son joe so uh yeah third generation is in and i keep telling him i said you know third generation the uh, chance of success is only like 30 percent. you guys have gotta step it up
0: are they okay with that
1: yeah i think it's important <laughs> to know
0: <laughs> now have they made a commitment to um, keep the hundreds of christmas trees and the trains yeah. and everything else that we have going on yeah, now people, at Sullivan, Hardware we get a lot of
1: questions about the train because trying to explain the train uh there was a uh, hearth, and, hearth and home magazine or something there was a it's a, it's a trade magazine that uh they were doing a feature on, on our store. And it took this, he, and this writer was from North Carolina. It took him like a long time, but he did a fantastic job on it because it was re, it's really hard to explain what we do, you know, and especially the train was hard. And the train, the vision for the train, because I was an heirs child and we would go. Heirs? Because downtown. everyone knows yep. that uh, when we were kids, uh, and I'm way, way older. We all knew. Every everyone knew in my generation that the real Santa was downtown, right? And everything at the malls and everywhere else was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Impossible. So, uh, so, and they had the the train down there and stuff. And so that's always stuck in my mind. And you know, we were a big Christmas retailer, so we were doing. And and again, with five kids, taking your the five kids to see Santa was one of the worst days of the years because standing in line, the lines were always so long. So we started doing these things at our Keystone location, which were Santa nights, and you would come in, and, and we had food, and we had games, and we had, and, uh, we had the, uh, uh, the guys at the radio station with the big voices record these, Santa will be here in 45 minutes, you know, just to get everybody jacked up. Yeah, it's a but, spectacle. But everybody got a number. So there's no standing in line. And then we would call the numbers, well, victim of our own success, because then they got too big. So then all of a sudden I thought, you know what, this train thing. So that was right in 2014. So this is the sixth year of the Sullivan Express train. So we got these trackless trains, and it's a journey. There's a story. It's a narrated train ride. And it has evolved and gotten bigger and bigger. But the idea was you go to the North Pole, which is a, an outbuilding on one of our, our, on, on the Keystone property, and then you get out, and you see Santa, and it's you're only with three other families. You get back on the train for your excursion back. And so that was, that was the vision. So we promoted the thing, but I'm thinking, will anyone buy a ticket to this thing? And so we're going to sell the tickets online. And that first year, we gathered around the computer because the tickets go on sale every year, November 1st at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Why? We don't know. So – we're gathered around we're watching the computer screen and right at four o'clock here they come and we sold 89 tickets that first hour and we were beyond thrilled so fast forward five years later we sold 1700 tickets in the first 14 minutes last year
0: 1700 tickets in the first
1: 14 minutes yes yes
0: how many trains do you have now?
1: Well, we have five trains now because we have the uh, we're calling that the fifth one, the covid train, yeah, because like so many businesses and and that's the key for a small business too is reworking reworking your business to to these challenges because there is a ton of people that just cancel oh, we can't do it cancel no, we are committed to providing normalcy for our customers because that is what our community needs right now and and having canceled throw up in their face all the time i mean even macy's in new york city you no know, santa this year so so we've really worked this thing we bought a fifth train i can't tell some of the secrets of the because uh, i don't like to not can you, can
0: you give us one one secret
1: no, no. one just, well no just one pat no
0: I'm batting my eyelashes right now. It's
1: not working. So the, so the obviously when, when you take a train to the North Pole, you're coming in and the people were that were at the North Pole, they're loading back on the same train. So you're going into a building someone just left and getting on a train that somebody just So we realize that COVID, that doesn't make people feel very comfortable. So yeah. now you'll get on a sterilized train, you go to the North Pole, that train's going to stay with you. So when my trains are sitting for 15 minutes at a time, you need another train. Mm-hmm. We have, And then... Once you leave, the North Pole is empty for seven and a half minutes while it's sterilized. We have UV air cleaners and all in the North Pole.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very fancy See, I almost North Pole.
1: slipped there. I almost slipped with a secret. Ooh. So in the North Pole. In that's the North what Pole. I, yeah.
0: So I want to try to put this in perspective for people who maybe haven't had the fortune to go to Sullivan Hardware and Garden at 71st and Keystone yet. You started with just kind of that one building close to the corner with, right. I don't know, five parking spots. Yep. But over the years, you keep expanding. Yes. Talk about your strategy for that.
1: Well, we just, it's like a little game of Monopoly in real life. We just kept buying up properties. Now, my, some of the, like what is our yellow house, which is our gift shop that sits in the middle of the Garden Center. My father bought that piece of property in 1973. So we used to be catty corner on the other side. So we were always trying to expand even back then. And then, so we just continued to uh, buying properties on Keystone Avenue. And then I started buying Properties on the street over, mm-hmm. and so then I would kind of like cheat, and I would like, so I was these the street that backed up to our Keystone property. I would kind of move the fence back,
0: uh. you know, 20 30
1: foot. They were big back, big backyards. Mel and I would just move the fence back, and then finally some zoning what do they call them, code enforcement guy yeah. came by, and he just laughed, and he goes, what in the hell have you done here?
0: And I <laughs> said, surprise! This is the forgiveness part. That's right. Right?
1: That's right, and the city was wonderful. They actually were, because they looked at us, they go, yeah, you legacy biz- businesses, you're kind of hard to deal with. So, But they, they really came up with some great solutions. But had I just said, hey, this is what I want to do, they would have gone, go, no. So sometimes you have to kind of push the envelope a little bit and it was it's the best thing for the neighborhood it really is i mean having vibrant businesses on our in our commercial nodes is the best thing for our single family homes and all the residents so having businesses that are falling apart is not healthy
0: well and that's not just pat sullivan saying that i mean there's actual research that states you know there's a direct link between the health and wellness both physically and mentally of the residents of a community and the number of small businesses that they can walk to right right? because it's not just jobs but it's access to services right and if somebody wants to get a meal they can do that at your place they want to buy a christmas tree they can do that at your place. That's right. right.
1: And just having a vibrant business, I mean, that's what concerns me for the future. It concerns me what will our commercial nodes look like in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Will there will be enough entrepreneurs to redevelop and reimagine what uh, retail and other businesses are going to – and take those properties up? Or are we going to be sitting at home in our pajamas ordering everything, and we're going to have – blighted street corners and blighted uh, shopping nodes, and that's concerning to me.
0: Well, and it goes in waves, right? You know, like yep. you have a resurgence. You know, and when when I first started Indian Originals, people looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, right. what do you mean? Like, who cares about small businesses and local right. businesses? And I'm like, trust me, they're important.
1: They're very important. And now
0: here we are in COVID, and people are like, oh, that's what she's been talking about, right? right? So what's been the biggest challenge for you these last few months? You know, cause especially being such an experience-oriented store in all of your locations
1: it's just been hard i mean when uh the the covid as we like to call it the covid COVID. came around we lost 66 percent of our staff because we are made up of we have a lot of high school kids we have a lot of uh retired people that are you know in their 60s and beyond and they were out and then i and i get it parents go you know what i I think jimmy's gonna stay home Mm -hmm. and so uh you know it was really hard and matter of fact, I told Beth, my lovely wife of 40 years, who doesn't think I'm funny. Um, no, <laughs> she's just over me. But uh, I said, if this was our business model moving forward, I'm out of here because it was hard. Mm-hmm. We did it, but it was hard and it was uh, people are on edge. Uh, we, we were yelled at more in that first couple of months than we had been in 65 years.
0: You just by customers or customers, the community or what?
1: Customers. Because everybody was on edge and we were being overwhelmed. I mean, we we're having to change our business model right in the middle of, you know, we were coming to the store and all of a sudden we were making 75 deliveries a day and then doing another uh, 50 to 75 uh, uh, curbside pickups. Wow. And so it was, it was a nightmare for us. We're, you know, we, we're, we ain't Amazon, you know. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't have them conveyor belts rolling around. Right. So and then what we're and I mean, I, we had two full-time shoppers in the garden center that were would Facetime people. How about how about this plant? How about this plant? And so it was really, it was hard. It was hard.
0: And what kept you going?
1: Uh, what kept me going was uh, besides a
0: bank loan, uh, you need. To I was going to say
1: about $10, 12 million dollars <laughs> in debt. <laughs> you know, and we had just spent a bundle on a new business. Um, that had to close because they weren't deemed essential that was probably the government not thinking things through and again uh credit them none of us had experience and and they had what was an essential business hardware stores were essential well we could stay open at keystone allisonville home and garden by sullivan which we had just purchased a few weeks earlier they had to close
0: because oh, they weren't seen because at the hardware store. Because they weren't seen as
1: a hardware, just, and then mm. it wasn't the government didn't quite figure out. This isn't really fair because Home Depot and Lowe's, the garden centers, are open over there, uh-huh. and this business is having to stay closed. And it should have always. Looking back now, I think the government realized it should have always been uh, by thousand square foot. How big is your is your you know you can allow this many people per thousand square foot in your business, and that's the way it should have mm-hmm. been done. You know, like they closed furniture stores because gosh knows. There's a ton of people in a furniture store. You ever you go in a furniture store and there's just a few people and they, it's a couple hundred thousand square foot. Right. I, I think, drove by Kittle's all the times. Like, why the hell are they closed? Yeah, their store is four acres big. I know. So it just wasn't thought out, but uh, that's not criticism because you know everyone was trying to do the best they could.
0: Right. And none of us knew. But even what then, to you know,
1: expect. the asking for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So we had to close Allisonville Nursery, but you know, we are a nursery. We just left it open on the outside. And If somebody strolled in and bought a tree, it's like. Yeah. That's what happens. That's yeah, what happens. It
0: happens. Speaking of trees, yep. how many Christmas trees do you have on display? We
1: have a, about 170 different artificial trees. So we feel like we are the largest selection of artificial trees, certainly in the state of Indiana, possibly the world. Wow. I don't really know the world part, but because we own that business and we, it is something that we, the box stores don't want to, to deal with it because trees are, their they're kind of finicky, right? I mean, yeah. so we have service. You buy a tree from us, we have top-of-the-line top trees. We'll take care of it. Once it's out of warranty, we still take care of it. Don't want to set it up yourself? We'll come out and set it up for you. You decorate it. You undecorate it. We pick it up. We store it for you.
0: That was going to be my next question, oh. because right now my tree is in two bags at the front of where right. I park my car in the garage. I'm not sure it survived the move, so we're going to have to talk right. about that, because that go. is definitely... A big challenge. But it seems like you are the kind of person, you know, you have a solution for everything, right? Like impossible is not in your vocabulary.
1: Uh no, we try to do it. I mean, we try to figure it out. I mean, we we have reimagined so many events. I mean, our big events, Eggfest is like fifteen hundred people. That was in August. well, you can't have fifteen hundred people. So we changed it and did it over three nights and we allowed I think two hundred tickets. 200 tickets and we added some value because we had to raise the price so we had food stations we brought in a, uh, a sketch comedy dave wilson was there we brought in a sketch comedy troupe uh, and it worked out matter of fact it worked so well that i think we'll actually have that event again next year same thing with ladies night ladies night is a brawl have you ever been to ladies and ladies get around without the the hubbies and boyfriends and spouses it's like and so that's that's an event would draw five six hundred ladies so we broke that down into two nights two nights 250 ladies each night and so and it was outside so we were trying to do everything we could to create normal events for our customers our our neighbors but yet keep everybody safe
0: well, another event we have coming up is the WIBC Radiothon for the Salvation yes, Army 26th that's right. anniversary. Is it really? We brought it I've out. Been there s-
1: for 25 of them. Right. Yep.
0: It's I feel like I've been there for all of them. Yep. Not quite.
1: Lafayette Square Half Mall. Of them. <laughs> Lafayette Square Mall. We. The. It used to be all about. It was. It's kind of funny how it's. It evolved because, at first, it was just about people getting stuff, and then we realized. Yeah. This should be about the cause. This should be about the works of the Salvation Army. But I mean, that first year, Lafayette Chris Gardaki, remember who he was? Yeah. The the punter for the Colts. We were like selling his shoe. That's what. Like, how much will you give me for (laughs) Gardaki's shoe? And so that's how we did it.
0: Well, we've definitely come a long way, and thank you so much for hosting the radiothon at Sullivan's last year. I mean, the the atmosphere. I'll tell you what. To describe how beautiful Sullivan Hardware and Garden is at Christmas, people actually take their family photos for their Christmas cards in the store. They do. I see them yep. all the time now. Uh, I may have done that last year myself, just throwing that out there. But it was with a cell phone, not a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. No, but it no, still works. D-
1: yeah, they people do, and they're more than welcome.
0: But the atmosphere, the festivity. I mean, we raised over $316,000 last year <sighs> so in 36 awesome. hours. and. So awesome. um, just FYI Salvation Army expects us to do that again this year Of course, Um, so we've got a lot of work to do but giving to charity is I mean it's such a big part of your heart you do a lot for the Alzheimer's Foundation you talk about that talk about giving
1: Um, you know it's just it's part of being part of the community isn't it I mean that's uh you know and and sometimes it's like my mother suffered from Alzheimer's which is just a horrendous horrible thing and so we want to kind of do something and we uh my sister, I have five sisters thank goodness if you if you ever have a loved one with memory care issues and you have five sisters and they all live in Indianapolis, <laughs> you are blessed hmm. so uh, but uh, after she passed away we so they have this you know the the longest day mm-hmm. uh, event, so we thought you know let's let 's do that and it just has grown and grown uh, and that 's been a really cool event um, we 're very supportive of the Seeds of Hope, which is a uh, a small started by my cousin father, uh, Glenn O'Connor, um, you know, just for women, taking in women out of horrible situations and, and drug abuse and alcohol abuse and, and stuff. So we've really tried to support them. And of course, Salvation Army.
0: Well, our communities can't thrive without business owners yeah. like you. And it really does truly you know, make a difference. What advice would you give someone who is thinking about starting their own business? Or what's something you always keep top of mind that you want other business owners to know?
1: Um, you know what? I uh, I don't know. So, so first of all, so starting your own business. Does it feel good in the morning when you get up? Because that's the dark time. So if, if if you feel good about it in the morning, then you're on to something. Sometimes I'll tell uh, uh, business owners that want to, you know, they haven't maybe... They're ready to move on to another location, and and I feel like we well, haven't really fully blown out what you have here. I always say, lay down till the feeling passes. So, but but not being afraid, um, you know, and then just work your tail off and be. If small business owner to me, it's your face, it's your name. I am people are like shocked when I'm loading cow manure into their car, but I work, I work on the floor. Yes, I do a lot of different things. And I, yes, I could sit up in the office and never touch, but you know what? The way I lead my employees is they know every high school kid knows that I will do the exact same work that I asked them to do. And so, and matter of fact, every high school kid, it's hard for high school kids that are 15. uh, Is that the legal age? Yes. So let's not talk about the 14 year olds. Forgive me. So the 15 year olds, they all call me Pat. I insist that they call me Pat. For two reasons, one we're coworkers, and two, Mister La Vin is too many syllables, and I'll waste my life with these <laughs> fifteen-year-olds. So they call me Pat, and that's because we're coworkers. And and but they know that anything I ask them to do, I am willing. I'm right there with them.
0: Something I've always admired about you, besides the fact that you basically um, give me forgiveness for everything that I rope you into doing yeah, for charity, you are
1: you are <laughs> something.
0: But I'll never forget, you know, Radiothon last year particularly stuck out to me. We were on the air, was it 12 hours that day? Probably. Yeah, we were. Live together all day Saturday. Yep. And, you know, we just set a new record and there were celebrations and everybody's going crazy and we clear things out. I think you burst into tears. I did. I did. Um, I cried at 11.06 a.m. that morning because we got a $10,000 donation over the phone. Yep. Unplanned, unexpected. I'm kind of tearing up thinking about it now. Right. Um, but then we did hit a new record. We you know, did. We've never raised over uh, two hundred seventy thousand dollars. Was the record before that?
1: Yeah, and I was always the one pushing it because I would like. I just. We got to move forward yeah. with this thing. Yeah, so I and mean, that motivation awesome.
0: is always there. It was spectacular. If you want to join us for Radiothon this year, you know, get a hold of Pat. Get a hold of me. We have so a lot of work to do.
1: Now we have added on. You, you haven't been to the. I Keystone, haven't been there yet. So we have added on two thousands because I was, and you don't know this, but I was close. And I, I, I try never to do this because I've, it's almost superstitious to you know something that, that is a cause that's close to us. But our facility was getting so tight, it was getting harder and harder every year to squeeze in the space for right. the Radiothon. So now we have added on 3,000 square foot of greenhouse. So now we are set up for the next 25 years.
0: Well, one of the advantages we had last year was we actually moved Radiothon a week later so you had cleared out some Christmas right. inventory and we had a little bit extra but it, space. Yeah,
1: and it was it was still tough. So I'm thrilled to have this new space. I so can't that can wait. Really
0: and, you know, we had this amazing, incredible fundraising day. And oh, my gosh, so many kids got Christmas presents. We had people out shopping yep. for gifts through Angel Tree. And I'm getting ready to walk out of the store. And I walked up to you to say goodbye and you were sweeping up popcorn.
1: Somebody's got to do it.
0: And that was a moment for me as a business owner where I really, truly learned a lesson there, right? Because if you want people to be inspired by you, if you want them to understand your dream and your vision and be a part of it, you have to be doing what they are also doing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the fun stuff comes along too, but it's like I'm just a believer that that if you want the respect, if you want to be big boss and boss everyone around, that's fine, but it's at the end, you know, your people, I mean, my staff, they're awesome and they will do, I mean, they, they go way above because they're, they're a part of it. They know, and it's, it's always, it's never my, it's always our. Mm-hmm. It's our business. Right. So it's our business even down to the high school kid.
0: I say we all the time, and it's me and the mouse in my pocket, right? right. But it's we, right? right. It's ours, yep. it's us. And, you know, Pat, you and I, we could talk all day. We have talked all day together many yeah. times yeah. now. Um, Radiothon coming up, we need to prepare for that as well. But I want to know, before I let you go, why does supporting local and being known as an Indian original matter to you?
1: Because it's our community. It's our community. It's If, if we all, you know take these sometimes yeah okay so sometimes it's harder to maybe to do business you know with a with a local company but it's certainly more fulfilling i needed uh let's i needed i needed blinds i needed some two inch blinds for a building i can't tell you the secret but i needed these blinds just mm-hmm. say i needed these blinds well you know what yeah i could go to blindster or blind this or blind that on the internet but you know what? i could also go to tim mclaughlin at mcl mm-hmm. and you know what Tim drove over and did all the measuring and got me the blinds because he's they're a local family. That's, I mean, you support your community. And that's what is concerning to me is funding for schools because it all is coming from commercial. And if our commercial nodes collapse, not only is it going to damage our neighborhoods, but it's also, it's going to, I mean, everyone's going to be paying more because I don't think people realize how much businesses pay in property taxes. And, and, and I'll, I'll throw that number out. You know, everyone goes, well, you know, it's only going to raise your taxes by, you know, $120. We pay $100,000 a year at our Keystone location. So, and that's that's fine because I know that goes to our school systems. It goes to law enforcement. But it's like we need to support each other. So,
0: Well. That's exactly what Indian Originals is all about. So yep. besides IndianOriginals.com and our app, how can people find out more information about you and find your stores?
1: Uh, you know what? You can go to SullivanHardware.com. You can call me on my cell phone, 317-696-1087 if you want to chat. He'll answer it, Text too. Me.
0: We've had to pause many times during this podcast <laughs> yeah. to get answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Sullivan, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. And thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities. Well, and Mel, jobs thanks in for inviting
1: me. I kind of thought there'd be lunch, but I guess I'll go get something now from a local company.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana Original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why local matters at IndianaOriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon. And until next time, keep supporting local.
1: Thanks for listening to Local Matters. Brought to you by Indiana Originals. Distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. I'm going back to Indiana. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by BMW Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. And check out IndianaOriginals.com.